0: Kelly coming up tonight from 6 till 9.
1: Mr. New York, Mark Simone, tomorrow from 10 a.m. till noon.
0: On 710
2: WOR. Well, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country sound.
3: that yesterday
4: and then I saw a couple of your stations put on, you found some empty shelves. (laughs) Go back and take a look at some of those shelves again, okay?
1: No, you know what, Sherlock. (laughs) Of course (laughs) they do. (laughs) I mean, the American people care about COVID, getting it under control, and they care about the economy. And on the night on the 16th of November when I acknowledged that I would not become the governor, that he had won the election, I did not challenge the outcome of the election, unlike some recent
5: folks did. Freedom is back in style. Well,
0: America trapped behind enemy lines. Day number
5: one fifteen. Coming up next, our final news roundup and information overload hour. all
0: right news roundup, information overload hour. Sean Hannity show. Well, Biden, another disastrous. You know, he did a Zoom call. I guess it's too too much for him to do. A president Trump used to do, and that's. You know, fly to Singapore, fly to Vietnam, uh, fly to Helsinki. I mean, oh, we went on all these trips and actually meet world leaders in person and get spied on the way we did. But that's a different story for a different day. Um, anyway, so now we have all these troops that Putin is now amassed of a huge army on the Ukrainian border. Every indication, even our own intelligence community, is recognizing it looks like he's getting prepared to invade. Now, next week, I guess, Joe, will speak to President Xi. Now we know what China's been doing. They've been flying their fighter jets over Taiwan airspace, and they keep talking about reunification. And none of them seem particularly concerned at all with anything that Joe Biden has to say about any topic. None. None whatsoever. The Biden administration apparently is exploring options for a potential evacuation of U.S. citizens in Ukraine. If Russia were to invade the country. Okay, can we go and get the people that we left that Joe abandoned in Afghanistan first? There are hundreds of Americans still there. Uh, Here's what John Kirby says. Uh, It's not entirely clear what Putin's intentions are with Ukraine. I know what they are. He just wanted to see if he could mobilize his troops and scare the crap out of Ukraine. That's what it probably is, right? Listen.
2: We continue to see. Uh, a buildup of military russian military forces in, in the areas around uh... eastern northeastern and eastern ukraine uh... but on obviously in western uh, russia uh, th- this buildup is concerning to us it is still not uh, entirely clear what mr putin's intentions are um, I again i won't speak for the white house i think the my my colleague at the white house has already spoken to the president's upcoming conversation with president putin um, and uh, uh, what we have done here at the department is continue to have conversations with our allies and partners about, about this situation, um, uh, sharing with them what we can uh, about what we're seeing, um, and making sure that, that they know that our commitment to NATO and to the alliance uh, priorities is, um, is simply not going to change. Putin's already figured out Joe is
0: not going to lift a finger. He already knows that Uh, we haven't figured out what Putin's intentions are. I know what he's doing. He's amassing all these armed troops on the border with Ukraine so they can have a block party. That's probably what he's doing. have a big block party right there on the border. How stupid can you be? He's already done it with Crimea. He's already done it twice with Ukraine. We know where his mind is on this issue. Uh, Joe Biden, you know, before this this disaster of a teleconference, if you want to call it that, we'll show you on TV tonight. We're going to have a long discussion with Putin to prevent Russia from invading Ukraine. Vladimir Putin doesn't care what Joe says because he's already compromised by Ukraine and by Russia because zero experience. Hunter made a fortune from both those countries. And next week, when he talks to President Xi of China, that's another country that has the Biden syndicate compromise because of all the money dealings of Hunter and him there. That's right, him, according to the laptop from hell. Also, so we're going to play Biden talking about his long discussion. That's
4: Russia from invading Ukraine. The AP is reporting that they're expected to in 2022. We've been aware of Russia's actions for a long time. And... Uh, my
1: expectation is you're going to have a long discussion with you accept Susan's red line on Ukraine? I don't accept anybody's red line.
0: Yeah, what is Joe going to do? Let's go through this. Let's go through this exercise. What do you think Joe's going to do? Nothing. He's going to, one the worst sanctions you've ever had ever in the history of sanctions. It's not going to work. He just removed sanctions from Iran. His sanctions have no teeth in them. You know, Tony Blinken, the dope that he is, I mean, he's one of the dumbest secretaries of state this country's ever seen. You know, vows high-impact economic sanctions if Putin
5: invades. Now, we don't know whether President Putin has made the decision to invade. We do know that he is putting in place the capacity to do so on short order, should he so decide. We've made it clear to the Kremlin that we will respond resolutely, including with a range of high-impact economic measures that we've refrained from using in the past.
0: High-impact economic sanctions. that That's really going to scare Putin away, I'm sure of it. Rebecca Koffler is with us, former Defense Intelligence Agency intelligence officer, author of the book, it's coming out soon, uh, Putin's Playbook, Russia's Secret Plan to Defeat America. Scott Ulinger is back with us, retired CIA ops officer, Russian intel ops expert. Uh, he's written extensively uh on on Russia thank you both for being with us uh Rebecca and Scott I'll ask you both the same question uh, to me it's pretty apparent what Putin's intentions are it's not to have a block party it's to invade Ukraine that's what seems to be in the very near future your take Rebecca
4: Exactly right, Sean. It's, it's really, really maddening when I hear words like, we don't know what Putin's intentions are. You don't need to be an expert to know. And by the way, $85 billion a year that we spend in intelligence cannot provide us the visibility into our foreign address to their intentions. Then what's the purpose of intelligence? Yes, please, you know, I I tell the Pentagon, read my book. It's spelled out right there, as you said. Putin wants to keep everyone on edge and wants us guessing whether he's going to invade or not. And he's testing our responses and he's amassing all the capabilities to make sure that if he is ready to invade, he can do
0: so. Scott, what are his intentions, a block party or invasion? Because I don't think there's any in between here.
5: Well, I think I actually I think there is, Sean, a little bit of a little bit of in between because I think he's using these forces as a big cudgel to intimidate the West and do it very effectively. The man smells blood in the water. He knows that the Biden administration has made so many foreign policy mistakes. It's like they've invented a new dance or something. And he's, he's taking advantage of Biden's weakness to try to extract concessions such as a commitment that will never let Ukraine enter NATO and things like that. Now, he doesn't really expect to get that, but he expects to intimidate Biden and intimidate the West. and He's been very successful. Well, I think
0: he's also I think China and Russia also are simultaneously trying to test America's military response capabilities by creating all these crises simultaneously. Am I wrong in that assessment?
5: No, no, that's absolutely correct. There's no question that they're doing that. And there's no question that at some levels the Chinese and Russians are talking about coordinating their efforts, whether it's the Black Sea, whether it's the South China Sea, or Ukraine. They are coordinating their policies all to take advantage of what they perceive as U.S. weakness. So there's no question about that. Um, The other thing to remember is that, effectively— Putin does occupy eastern Ukraine. Now, those are technically breakaway provinces, but everyone who knows knows that those are those breakaway provinces are controlled by Russia. uh, Their militias are officered by Russian military officers. And so basically, he has effectively checkmated Ukraine because by having all these unsettled border disputes, it really makes it difficult for for Ukraine to get into NATO. And then by swinging around his, you know, 150,000 odd men along the Ukrainian border, he expects to get more concessions from, um, from the West. And so he doesn't really need, he, he's gambling that he doesn't need to have a messy invasion or a war because the West is going to give him what he wants without any blood being, uh, bloodshed being shed except for the occasional unfortunate border skirmishes in the trench, in the trench line between, uh, between in the donbass between western ukraine and eastern
0: you know it's a a really scary scenario rebecca now your background is if i'm not mistaken from the last time i interviewed you i remember if i'm not mistaken that you grew up in russia right or the former soviet union
4: exactly yes exactly and uh, I tried to, when I worked in the intelligence community, I tried to really, you know, explain that the mindset of Putin should not be mirror-imaged. He doesn't think like Americans. As, uh, you know, Scott mentioned, his real intentions are to reassemble, reconstitute this sphere of influence, which includes Ukraine, and he perceives the Biden presidency as a window of opportunity for his takeover to reverse the outcome of the loss uh, during the Cold War you know, the collapse of the Soviet Union. He wants to reconstitute what he has lost because he doesn't take Biden seriously. We have uh, withdrawn from Afghanistan, despite the fact that we have superior military capability. Putin knows that. He knows that our Pentagon is more concerned about spreading Marxist ideology amongst the military officers than teaching them how to win battles. And therefore... He has developed a strategy to take over Ukraine and former uh, Soviet um, states in terms of spreading influence, not taking them over necessarily, you know, uh, by force. But, as Scott said, intimidating them in order to compel them to abandon their plans to join the Western camp, NATO and EU and therefore keep them within Russia's orbit. And this is why it's dangerous, why uh, the perception that President Biden is very weak is dangerous, because the conflict could escalate and drag the United States into war with Russia, which would be a disaster. As someone who participated in multiple war games, our losses would be catastrophic.
0: It would be disastrous for the world. You're looking at two major nuclear powers uh, and an unholy alliance that has emerged now between Russia, Iran, and China that very few people seem to want to want to point out. Quick break. We'll come back more with Rebecca Koffler on the other side, Scott Eulinger on the other side as well. Are you ready to get out of the media spin room? Well, you've come to the right place. This is The Sean Hannity Show. Right, we continue now the danger that it represented by China and Iran and Russia in particular. Rebecca Koffler is with us and Scott Eulinger is with us. You know, with Trump, we were we were on the verge of, a, of literally reconfiguring uh, world alliances. I mean, I never thought prior to Trump that we'd ever see the United States, Israel, the Saudis, the Egyptians, the Jordanians, the Emirates and other countries aligned together against Iranian hegemony. Now, since Biden's been in office, that's now fallen apart. And now you got Iran aligning with China and Russia. Uh, and and one has to worry that they might share nuclear information with them.
5: Right. There's no question about that. And then also, uh, um, I'm sure you've brought this up on your show before, our energy policy. So literally, the United States is empowering Putin right now, because at this moment, we're buying more Russian natural gas and oil products from Russia than ever before compared to the Trump administration right so we are paying them we are financing their military to do these types of things so this is why you know
0: you can you can see why Well let me let me so put one it one one differently one. Scott you know what you know what Biden's doing he's making Russia and Putin rich again he's making them great again he's giving them the money that they can amass these troops on the Ukrainian border and by the way he gives Putin the Nord Stream 2 uh, pipeline waiver, while simultaneously firing Keystone XL pipeline workers, reducing our own oil, uh, our own energy production thirty eight percent, and now he's begging OPEC and Russia to produce more energy so we can import it from them. How stupid is that?
5: Right, exactly. It's 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 literally inconceivable that that we have put ourselves in this own position, and so. For anyone who puts themselves in this position, we're surprised that a former KGB intelligence officer is going to take advantage of this when he basically sees the Americans are holding a gun to their own head. And I'll just help them pull the trick.
0: They're loving it, Rebecca. Putin loves a weak United States. She loves a weak United States. Uh, the Iranians love a weak United States. And the press can cover up for Joe's significant cognitive daily decline. But our enemies see it. These hostile regimes see it, and they're exploiting it. Last word.
4: Oh, they absolutely exploit it. They exploit both. The fact that we effectively finance Russia's military modernization program. Why do you think they just uh, launched a few weeks ago an anti-satellite uh, missile uh, test? It's to demonstrate to the United States that they can blind and deafen us in the time of conflict, but also if Putin chooses so during peacetime, because our daily life depends on satellites and our entire military capability depends on satellites for navigation, precision strike, targeting, command and control, you name it. So they definitely... Have a sense of what our weaknesses are, and they're planning to is- exploit those uh, vulnerabilities. All of them, all the rogues—China, Russia, Iran—all of them that you uh, named just now.
0: It's, so it's, it's, it's extremely
4: a, concerning.
0: It is a. This is probably the most stabilizing period of international relationships we've ever had. Because he's supposed to be the leader of the free world. This is what you get when you get a cognitively compromised, weak, frail mess of a president. Uh, Rebecca, thank you. Scott Eulinger, thank you. Eight hundred nine four one. Sean, you want to be a part of the program? It's the answers no one else does. America deserves to know the truth about Congress. Hi, 25 now to the top of the hour, Eight hundred nine four one 941 sean If you want to join us, Doug, in the great state of Texas. Doug is a lot smarter than those of us that are in the dumb states like New York and California. Doug, how are you? Glad you called, sir.
3: I'm doing well. How are you, sir?
0: By the way, I am an honorary Texan. An honor bestowed upon me by then-Governor Rick Perry.
3: All right. Well, that's nice.
0: Yeah, except I don't, here, uh, I don't get to pay the low tax rates that you pay.
3: <laughs> yeah, it, 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 it's a great state, a great state. I uh, wasn't born here, but I got here as fast as I could. Well, what's going on, my friend? I wanted to talk about the ivermectin and the monoclonal antibodies. <laughs> we uh, had a little of an epidemic in our shop here. And uh, thirteen people got sick, all within a few days of each other.
0: What kind of? What kind of? From. Well, first of all, what kind of shop do, do do you have, and did you get it as well? I got it, and okay. I,
3: I'm a machinist. We, we do uh, oil field work.
0: Well, um, first of all, I'm sorry. Did all thirteen of you do okay?
3: Uh, yes, every one of us did all right. I did the best because I went to an urgent care clinic when I lost my sense of taste and smell. I didn't have the headaches, didn't have the cough, that type of thing. And uh, when I tested positive, the doctor told me she was going to put me on, uh, give me a prescription for ivermectin. She said, I know what everyone says about it, but it works. And I'll give you steroids in case of any uh, lung damage, uh, antibiotics to keep you from getting any other infections and take a fever reducer to make you more comfortable. But we're checking to see if you meet the criteria to get the monoclonal antibodies.
0: Okay. Would you be
3: interested? And I said, yeah, I'd be interested. I said, that's what Sean Hannity keeps talking about. And uh, so she came back and told me that I met the criteria because of my age. I'm 64 years old, and uh, they hooked me up, and I got I got the And antibodies.
0: within 48 hours, you felt better. Right or wrong?
3: You are correct.
0: Yeah, but it's the latest 72. But within 48 hours, every single person I know that's gotten a positive COVID test, pop positive, and they get monoclonal antibodies early every single time, 48 72 hours max, they're feeling right much better now. I've not seen a lot of medical data on ivermectin and, and I'm, I I don't, so I don't know about it. I have seen studies on HCQ that show that taken early can mitigate some symptoms. But, you know, in my mind, by far, the therapeutic of choice that I, I, I would recommend to anybody if I were a doctor, but you have, if you pop positive, I'd immediately call your doctor and ask about monoclonal antibodies and tell them that dope on the radio Sean Hannity said I should ask this question and then it's between you and your doctor cuz I'm not going to play doctor on radio.
3: Right. The the main thing is getting getting treated early. And mm-hmm. uh, a lot of By the, the way that that, that is with, that is
0: critical what you just said. Yes. Because usually this thing hits the lungs anywhere between and I'm going early maybe between day 6 and and day 11 if, in fact, right. you wait for your oxygen saturation level to drop, you know, from 98 to 88 to 80, by that time... You're in trouble. The, yeah, by that time, the damage is done, and they what they call this thing is a cytokine storm that takes place within your lungs. That's COVID, pneumonia, whatever, and they use other terms for it. And the problem, if you get that storm in your lungs... That's when you're at risk of getting on a ventilator, yep. and you get on a ventilator, your odds are absolutely abysmal. You know, it's yep. better than it used to be, 12% in 2020. Now it's like 30%, 30%, right.
3: 40%. Um, but yeah, good for you. I'm the only, I'm the only one that, that got the uh, at my shop that got the antibodies, and I was back to work quicker than a lot of them, and all of them were younger than me. Uh, many of them work out every single day at the gym after work and uh, some of them got really sick but they went to testing facilities or just test you and they tell you you're positive go home take tylenol well that's not right you know so i would urge people to do their research ahead of time if you haven't been sick with it you could get sick with it find out where there's a clinic where they do treat and go there when you get your test so they can treat you right then
0: I listen I will tell you that in New York the for the for over a year the the same prescription for everybody um if you get a fever take uh, extra strength tylenol uh monitor your temperature and your oxygen uh saturation levels and uh and if it, your lungs start hurting you better go to an emergency room the problem is if you wait that long and you ha- you're one of those people that has that cytokine storm in your lungs, you're in deep, deep trouble. By the time you get to the yeah. hospital and your oxygen levels have dropped, it's it, you've missed your window. Now, now you're playing catch-up. By that time, yeah. the damage is mostly done, and you're in deep. By the time your oxygen levels drop, the damage has been done. A lot of damage has been done. You don't want to wait. Act immediately.
3: Right. Yeah, I have a, a friend that got real sick, and her oxygen level was in the low 80s. Wow. Uh, it had been she, uh, her boyfriend or, or former boyfriend, had gotten sick, and he had, was on a ventilator for two, three weeks, and he died. So she was afraid to go to the hospital, and because she thought they'd put on put her on a ventilator, and she'd die, and she got sicker and sicker, and finally, uh, she had a little sister that works COVID unit in Kansas city. She saw on Facebook what was going on and she punched out and went down there, took her to a clinic, got her the monoclonal antibodies at that time. And she never was admitted to the hospital. Two days later, I got a video of her weeding.
0: Let me tell you something. I have friends in their sixties and seventies, vaccinated and unvaccinated that have, that have pop positive on COVID and gotten immediately within 24 hours monoclonal antibodies. Now they do it either a shot or the infusion. They're both as effective, I'm told. Um, and in every case within 48 hours, they're feeling better. And then they get yep. through their 10 days and they're back to normal life. I don't know why. I, I, I feel this when when I had a prominent politician that that had a breakthrough case. I can't give the name. I can't. You know, it wouldn't be fair. Um right. I'll tell you, Linda. Yes. Privately. But anyway, so I said I, I I give the person a call. I said, I'm sorry to hear about this. I said, have you, you know, is your doctor going to give you the infusion, the monoclonal antibodies, the Regeneron? And he goes, yeah, what is that again? Now, this is a high ranking politician. And the fact that this person didn't know scared me. Now, when Governor Abbott had a breakthrough case, I called him too. I like Governor Abbott. He's a good guy. He's a friend. I consider him a friend. I mean, we're not friendly in the hanging out, but he's a friend. I like him a lot. He's a good man. And I said, Governor, how you doing? How you feeling? And I said, you know, I mentioned the infusion. He goes, yeah, I'm getting my infusion in 10 minutes. I'm in the hospital right now. And he, and, and his case was very mild. He didn't have a problem. It worked for him. Yep. So I feel an obligation because there's nobody else talking about this damn thing to, to tell people. But check with your doctor. I'm not playing your doctor. I refuse to play your right. doctor.
3: I've heard you say that about two hundred times. <laughs>
0: I, yeah, I, I, you because everyone's gonna say Hannity said to do this, Hannity said to do, do that. that. You know what? I'm do your research like Yeah, yeah like research. And then these idiots <laughs> on late night TV are making fun of me saying, Hannity's telling people to put on a white lab coat and, and open their own <laughs> virology lab. And I'm like, You dumbasses, you don't even are you that stupid? They, they are they really are. they're really that dumb. Um, how about you learn the difference on vaccines? like what's an mRNA virus? That's why we put the 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 guy that created the technology the Guy's name is uh, Dr. Yeah. Robert Malone on the program. I
3: heard I heard that interview with him and yeah. you know I had been suspicious for for months and was even teasing on my boss that he had the vaccine and he was the one that spread it to everyone. Because mm. you don't know. You know? Well, uh,
5: and, uh, I am then grateful. Dr.
3: Malone's, then Dr. Malone says, what we've done is create a whole bunch of super spreaders. But I had a hunch something was going on with that because half the country is vaccinated and all of a sudden we have this huge spike
0: yeah breakthrough you know. cases you, I, I thought we were and by the way then Ron santa set up the monoclonal antibody centers and then joe finally mentions it you know you know six weeks ago eight weeks ago and he only mentions it once and then he starts rationing it to red states even though there's no shortage of it tell me how that makes any sense and then Ron DeSantis had to go out and buy his own monoclonal antibodies and he did and he, he kept the centers open. Um, listen, I, you know, the fact that I am giving out information that people are telling me they bring to their doctor as an informed patient and in consultation with their doctor are, are getting this treatment and it's working for them makes me feel like I'm doing a good job. So I'm glad it worked for you and your doctor. And I'm glad every, all your fellow employees are okay. Please send my love and prayers to all of them. Okay.
3: I I sure will. Thank you, Sean.
0: All right, 800-941-SEAN is our number. You want to be a part of the program. Uh, Sandra is next uh, from Michigan. What's up, Sandra? How are you?
1: I'm great. How are you, Sean? Thanks for taking my call.
0: My pleasure. What's happening?
1: Well, before I talk to you about what I originally was calling in for about the COVID, I have a 25-year-old daughter who's 16 weeks pregnant, and she just got her
0: monoclonal antibodies. I yes. know. I, Yesterday,
1: it took her seven days to, to get it.
0: How come it took she, her seven days to get it? You wasn't did. available.
1: No, she couldn't get an appointment. On Thursday, she got the appointment for Monday.
0: Well, you know, I I hate know this why. this really pisses me off. It does. We don't have a shortage of monoclonal it. antibodies. There's no shortage of it.
1: And she's. And it's only been 24 hours. I I texted her earlier. She's not feeling too much better. I'm getting kind of worried about her, but. Um,
0: well, a friend a friend of mine, uh, a friend of my son's, rather, is 24 years old, fully vaccinated. He popped positive. He walked to the hospital that I knew, used it as as their general therapeutic. And he, at the age of 24, got the infusion. And in a day, he felt like, you know, uh, totally cured. And now he's fine.
1: Well, so far, she's not. And I think I think she's almost waited too long, not to her fault, but she's 16, 18 weeks pregnant.
0: All right, let me ask so, you this. So how long ago did she get the monoclonal antibodies? And it was day seven?
1: Yep, yesterday. Yesterday at 1230, she completed the treatment. All
0: right, give it 48, yeah, 72 hours. You, you, you usually need, it usually kicks in no later than 48 to 72 hours. You'll have a much better view tomorrow and the next day. Okay, I hope so. Yeah, but what but but contact with. her doctor. Make sure the doctor's in the loop on all this.
1: Well, I guess she is. I mean, I can't. She's twenty five. They aren't going to talk to me. But she says that she's been in contact. It took her like two and a half days for her OB to even get back with her. First of all, <laughs> when she tested positive.
0: And yeah, I'm sorry. By the way, I'm sorry. Um, somebody that's also very close to me. I'm like, i like I feel like the COVID, you know, whisperer here, just passing on information and doctors' information, not mine. Um, but anyway, uh, there was somebody that was due in three weeks, pop positive, was immunocompromised and did find thanks to monoclonal antibodies. And they, well, they, they actually delivered the baby early so that they could give her the treatment.
1: Well, I'm hoping she's feeling better you know, you know. tomorrow for sure. but
0: give it 48 hours, 72 hours max, and you'll know it, by then if it worked, and make sure you keep checking with your doctor, okay?
1: Okay, what I was originally calling in about, though, was I am pissed off. I am so fed up with this administration Um, and and like Peter Doocy, he does a great job, but he's not doing a good enough job.
0: He needs to. Well, He doesn't get enough time. I mean, there's other people in the room. They can't they can't make it the Peter Doocy Jen Psaki show, although that'd be a hell of a a show every day.
1: Why can't why can't he do like what was done to Trump with John Acosta? You know, when other people were trying to ask a question, John Acosta would just keep talking. Peter needs to just say, wait a minute, you didn't answer my question. Or, if that was an outright lie, would you like to see the videotape, Jen? You know? Um, well, yeah. It's just ridiculous. Their lies and their hypocrisy. And everybody I know, I mean, I'm just a mom, a wife, a friend, an aunt, a veteran, and I'm fed up with the hypocrisy and the lies and how they can, they just dismiss it walk away and i want to know what do they ever allow citizens in to ask questions because i
0: would love no they don't they, believe me if they did i'd be there every day i, I nominate so, her i i got I, I would nominate you as well but uh linda's right but i gotta run we're just up on time our thoughts and prayers thanks for your service and thanks for being with us okay thanks john you won't hear anywhere else every day every
5: day that's what we do you're on the sean hannity show
0: That's going to wrap things up for today. we got an incredible Hannity 9 Eastern on the Fox News channel. Mark Meadows, the chief's chief, he'll join us tonight. Uh, we'll have the latest on apparently Don Lemon was texting with Jussie Smollett. Uh, we have Alec Baldwin caught on tape losing his Adam Schiff, as usual. Uh, Dr. Oz is going to answer very specific questions. Where does he stand on the issues now that he's running for Senate in Pennsylvania? That's all coming up 9 Eastern tonight. Hannity Fox, thanks for being with us. We'll see you then back here tomorrow. Thank you for making this show possible. We don't thank you enough.